The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. With God, all things are possible. I call it the God Factor. The Word of God is going to come with its own power, that you don't have any power in this earth that can match the kingdom of God. you got to believe this. See, the enemy wants to keep you strung out and make you believe that there's no solution to what you just got. There is not a problem on this earth that is a problem for God. Your problem is the God factor. You got to get Babylon out of you and get God back in. Is anything too hard for the Lord? That's all you got to ask yourself because see, you up against something and using your reasoning facilities, but you are not designed to believe with your head. You're designed to believe with your heart. The God that we serve, He will deliver us. The Word of God, the gospel is going to come with its own evidence. It's going to come with its own power. That you don't have any power in this earth that can match the kingdom of God. And you and I have the kingdom within us. I'm not talking about just miracles happening on the church. I'm talking uh, in the church house. I'm talking about miracles happening in the marketplace. I said a miracle happening in your business. A miracle turning that thing around. Now, as you look at this, what I'm talking about pretty much is the God factor. Turn to Mark chapter 10, please. Mark chapter 10. Look what he says, and we read this last time, verse 27. And Jesus, looking upon them, saith this, with men it is impossible, but not with God. Come on, help me now. With God, all things are possible. I call it the God factor. That what has happened in church a lot is Babylon has crept into it. And when Babylon crept into it, it brought that getting God out of it into the church. So now the church is full of people with what I call uh, mental ascent. They're busy saying this, praise the Lord. Do you believe the Bible? Oh yeah, praise God, I believe it. From Genesis to Revolution, praise God, I believe it. <laughs> but they can't pay their rent. Got it? Something's wrong with that. Now, I'm going to expose this thing now so you can deal with it. The next thing is intellectualism. They think they can use enough big words that can cause you to cow-cow down and you not get any results. Come on now. I'm saying some people, it's because of unbelief. Some, are, it's because of ignorance. They just never heard it. But I'm here to tell you, Babylon has tried to creep in the church. And I'm here to say right now that what we need to do is get back to the old-fashioned Holy Ghost. I said, don't be ashamed to say the Holy Ghost told me. Don't be ashamed if God tells you to do a little dance because the Holy Ghost is on you. 
up saying we've got too high-minded for God and we done got God out, but we're putting him back in, that miracles are coming back, signs and wonders are coming back, the time for debating is over, the time for manifestation is here. Paul, according to the history of Paul, the Apostle Paul, was an extremely learned man. He said, I counted all dung. Dung is manure for Christ. Because one anointing on your life will take you so far above the intellect until it's pathetic. Now, there's nothing wrong with structured learning. I understand that. But you got to add the super to the natural. Can I get an amen to somebody? Well, what has happened? Hadn't been taught. The God factor's been out of it. Is somebody up against something? I mean, look like all hope is gone. I just don't know what I'm going to do. Well, why don't you pray? See, the moment you pray, you cross over into the supernatural. Come on, you got to hear what I'm saying. See, the enemy wants to keep you strung out and make you believe that there's no solution to what you just got. Let me tell you something, my friends. There is not a problem on this earth that is a problem for God. God had the answer before you came with the problem. I'm not talking about before you came with the problem physically, before you got here on earth. He knew you were going to have that problem and he's got an answer reserved, come on, for you. He's not talking about an answer after you get beat up, your eye get knocked out and so forth. He's talking about as soon as you have that problem, he will deliver you speedily. And I'm saying, you got to believe this. Shh. Say amen to this. Now, what am I telling you? With God, come on, all things possible. All right, now let's just, just examine that for just a minute. Say God factor. Somehow we have taken the supernatural out of our situation. And that's not right because what you've done is allowed Babylon to come in and influence you and talk to you and tell you some junk about God can't heal this or you can't save you on this or he can't provide for you in time on this or whatever have you. Are you with me here? But folks, this is your hour and you are a spiritual gladiator. Praise God. Boy, that came out. So what did I do? Kind of put some things down here because there are some impossible situations in the Bible. And sometimes you have to build your hope up. Somebody say, keep hope alive. You have to build your hope up. And in the impossible situations, one if you go back in the Old Testament, here was a man named Abraham. Let's turn to it. Turn to Genesis chapter 18. I'm almost done. 
This is when the angel came and he told Abraham that his wife is going to have a child. I understand Abraham is knocking at the door of 100 years old and his wife, Sarah, was 90. She had never born children and Abraham was too old to have them. Verse 9, and they said unto him, he said, they said, the angel said, where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, behold, she's in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah, thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken. It is again, old, well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women, meaning that she couldn't uh, have any more menstrual cycles or whatever have you. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself saying, after I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure? My Lord being old also? Boy, she didn't leave him out, did she? Say, he old? Everybody up in there old. Come on now. But with God. Come on now. Come on now. I said, with God. And verse 13, and the Lord said unto Abram, Abraham, wherefore did Sarah laugh? Ah, goodness. Saying, shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Verse 14, underline it. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Glory to God. So that's what you got to ask yourself. Wait a minute. I know I can't do this, but is anything, come on, too hard for God? That's all you got to ask yourself. Because see, you up against something and using your reasoning facilities, but you're not designed to believe with your head. You're designed to believe with your heart. And if I put you in enough scriptures in here, all of a sudden, what's in this book going to get into your heart. And all of a sudden, you're going to see that, wait a minute, I'm with God. And if I'm with God, with him, all things are possible. Nothing is too hard for him. He can do anything that Boy, you start acting spry, your joy comes back, your peace comes, your, all that sorrow, all that depression jumps off of you. Next thing you know, you start a little bit of a Holy Ghost dance. Why? Laughter. Because nothing too hard for you. You're in the kingdom where there's righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the benefit package. So now, let's just finish. So notice, Abraham and Sarah had a baby. The Bible says in Romans chapter, seven, chapter 4, verse 17 to 21, he considered not his own body. You got to stop looking at your own body. You got to look into the promise of God because the circumstances won't let you gender faith that you need. Say amen to that. So here they are. That was Abraham. But how about in Exodus 14? He was a man named Moses. He ran all the way up with 3 million people to the shores of the Red Sea. He couldn't get across. He looked behind him and there wasn't nothing but dust. Pharaoh was coming after. What could he do? 
the Lord says, stop crying to me. Take that rod and stretch it out. And the Red Sea split. I'm saying you might be up against a Red Sea right now in your life. Got news for you. Stretch out the rod. The rod is in your mouth. It's a word of God. Stretch that thing out. Speak it right now. Speak it. I said, speak it. Speak it. I'm telling you, the enemy had me cornered this week, but this is what I said. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver them out of them all. Praise God. And I kept that thing going. All of a sudden, my peace came back. All of a sudden, I began to kind of sing in my study up there. I'm by myself. I'm saying, you get that thing in back in your life, and once joy comes back, the Bible says, now you can draw water out of the well of salvation. You know what that means? It means you'll start getting revelation. Revelation will stop popping into you. Why? Because you believe in God. Daniel chapter 3, the three Hebrews, impossible situation. Why? Because they stood for their God. They stood for what was right. But the king going to throw them in the fire. How many of you know the fire wouldn't burn them? It wouldn't burn them because it wasn't fire. It wouldn't burn them because of what they said. They said, the God that we serve, he will deliver us. When you're in a tight spot, get your mouth to working. You don't need no more money. You need your mouth. You need to speak what God said and watch him deliver. Oh, yeah. Numbers chapter 11. Children of Israel, Israel in the wilderness. They ain't have no food. They wanted some meat in the middle of nowhere. God said, I'll give them meat, but I'm not going to give them meat for one day, nor two days, nor five days, nor 10 days. I'm going to give them meat for a whole month until it run out of their nose. What did he do? He, Moses asked him, said, wait a minute. What are you going to do? I mean, are that, that many fish in the sea? Or are there many quails or whatever? God said, wait a minute, is the Lord's hand wax short? See, we got to believe God can do what he said he can do. God fed them so much meat until the meat was piled up three feet high for as far as they could walk in a day. Folks, don't tell me he can't pay your rent. Come on. Your problem is the God factor. You got to get Babylon out of you and get God back in. All right, just a couple more and I'm out. Are y'all with me? Luke chapter one. Ooh, I had to preach hard today. Luke chapter 1. This is when the angels came to a woman named Mary. The angel said, Hail Mary. Say it three times. No, don't you do that. Don't you do that. <laughs> said, Thou art highly favored. 
among women. Somebody say favor. See, favor, wait a minute now. <laughs> favor is something that God grants you out of his goodwill rather than you earning it. You can't buy it or you can't be so good. You see, favor ain't fair, praise God. It's, I've got a whole teaching here on favor and I'm not gonna go through it. But remember in the kingdom, you get exactly what you expect and you gotta expect favor from God in these last days. Say amen to that. Amen. Expect doors to open for you. Expect policies to be changed for you. Expect preferential treatment like Esther got. Expect God to fight battles for you that you didn't have to fight. Expect somebody to recognize you and give you a prominent position for no reason at all. Expect honor in the midst of your adversaries. Expect restoration of everything that's been stolen. God have mercy. You are entitled to divine favor as a covenant child of God. It's one of your covenant rights, his favor. So what did the angel do? Say, Mary, you're gonna have a child. She said, now how is this gonna happen to me? I don't know a man. In other words, this is, this is impossible. The angel said, well, the Holy Ghost gonna come on you. And I believe right there is where she did a dance. Verse 37, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Verse 37, nothing shall be impossible. How about Peter in jail? Next day they will cut his head off. The Bible said the church prayed. God said angels in the jail put every guard to sleep and brought Peter out. What he did then, he gonna do now? He can do it now? Last place, Acts 27. Acts 27. And look what it said in verse 18. And we being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they lightened the ship. And the third day we cast out our own hands the tackling of the ship with our own hands, pardon me, the tackling of the ship. In other words, they threw out the cargo and now they're throwing out the food and everything else. Why? Trying to keep the ship afloat. Verse 20. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. No more hope. No more hope that your business is going to make it. No more hope that this disease can be healed. No more hope that this thing will turn around itself in the, my household. No hope. But that's when you haven't heard from God. The Bible says when Abraham had no hope, he believed in hope. 
What does it mean? This Bible is designed to get your hopes up again. So what happened? Verse 22. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer. This is Paul talking. In the midst of this mess, he's saying, be of good cheer. For there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and who, whom I serve, saying, what? Fear not. Underline it. Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. You'll make it to your destiny. I said, your business will survive and thrive. I'm talking about, yep, God, whatever's going on in your body, you will overcome. God has given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God. Stop right there. Do you believe God? I know what the newspaper said. I know what the Daily said, the Tribune and the whatever. I know what the CNN said. I know what the physician said. I know what the economists have said. But did you get what God said? Because one word from God will change your life forever. Say this with me. I believe God. With God, all things are possible. I call it the God factor. The Word of God is going to come with its own power, that you don't have any power in this earth that can match the kingdom of God. You got to believe this. See, the enemy wants to keep you strung out and make you believe that there's no solution to what you just got. There is not a problem on this earth that is a problem for God. Your problem is the God factor. You got to get Babylon out of you and get God back in. Is anything too hard for the Lord? That's all you got to ask yourself because see, you up against something and using your reasoning facilities, but you are not designed to believe with your head. You're designed to believe with your heart. The God that we serve, He will deliver us. Discover mighty signs and wonders that will come through you today with Pastor Bill Winston's four-disc series entitled The God Factor. To order on CD or DVD, simply write to Bill Winston Ministries, P.O. Box 947, Oak Park, Illinois, 60303. By bank card at 1-800-711-9327 or online at billwinston.org. Bill Walton. I'm the founder and CEO of Accelerated Wealth. I was raised uh, in a Christian family, and uh, I have uh, I'm one of seven brothers. We were raised on a, a ranch, and uh, beautiful parents that uh, raised us, um, you know, to follow after to follow after the Lord. When I graduated, I went to seminary, and um, when I finished seminary, I came out and had kind of an equal desire to do both, you know, in the pastoral world, but I had this, uh, this 
the same desire in the in the business. I, you know, I graduated from seminary, uh, but from that time I've always ran businesses as well. I've always done both uh, between you know different pastoral work and different types and styles of companies. And there's just this idea in Christianity of well, if you're quote unquote called into the ministry, that means you're going to be a pastor somewhere. And so, you know, that idea really kind of kept me always feeling somewhat odd about running companies as well as the pastoral uh, work that I was doing. And I went back and forth, this feeling of, you know, guilt, am I chasing some type of financial thing? And really it was under uh, Dr. Winston's ministry uh, that I learned that it is not an either or, it's a both and. And we are to do that. We are to be kings and priests in the marketplace. And, and really that is what has helped the launch of Accelerated Wealth, our company. Uh, we were in the process of launching that uh, and in its infancy when we really met uh, Dr. Winston and his ministry and his uh, teaching on the revelation of royalty and that idea. I listened to that series over and over and over and over again. At that time, we had, um, between various investments that we had and investments in real estate and d the different pieces that we had going on, we were you know, well over, we were well over a million in debt at that point. And um, I still remember the place I was standing listening to Dr. Winston teach and was ta talking about um, the aspects of your covenant right of being debt free. He had the whole congregation at that moment. And we were, I was listening to this. I wasn't there in Chicago. I was listening to the, the video afterwards, but I stood up right where I was at and I did the exact thing. I just, I, rem I started from that point on. Every time I thought about it, whatever was going on, just started thinking God, I'm debt free. Over the course, it wasn't very long. I want to say 18 months, uh, maybe, maybe a little bit less than that, maybe a little more. We were debt free and our office and our home, our, this business, uh, we operate 100% debt free. From the time we started to listen to Dr. Winston's ministry, which was early on in our company to current, we have grown every year and every year by double digits uh, and high double digits on an annual basis. So we've now grown to 15 offices in seven different states and our footprint continues to grow. Dr. Winston's teachings, he is one of the, of uh, just a couple voices out there that clearly articulate the idea of ministry in the marketplace. Business leaders, our responsibility is to hear that and not just hear it, but begin to apply it to our lives, apply it to our businesses, because it is not the hearer of the word that gets the power to prosper. It is the doer, it's practically applying it. I love uh, Dr. Winston's, one of his favorite uh, sayings that I love to say over and over again, is we're not here to take sides, we're here to take over. That's the spirit of faith that we have to operate in. And there will be obstacles in any industry. You will have to answer it with faith. Doctors Bill and Veronica Winston are dedicated to seeing lives changed through the power of prayer. Our loving and highly trained prayer ministers are ready to pray and agree with you. We know that prayer can turn around any situation in your life. 
Contact us by phone at 1-877-543-9443 or submit your prayer request online at billwinston.org forward slash prayer. Follow us on Periscope and Facebook to join us for our regular live prayer sessions. We want to thank our partners who have made this prayer call center possible. Together, we are transforming lives throughout the world. If you are not a partner, we encourage you to pray about joining us in partnership and be a part of the wonderful work that God is doing through this ministry.